Hey, uh, you're about to listen to an episode of Where's the Damn Sequel, which is basically just Shane Kelly and I ranting for 40 minutes about how Mission Impossible Fallout is one of the greatest films ever made. It contains very strong spoilers for the film, so if you haven't seen it, please don't listen, even if you don't think you're going to see it or don't think you'd enjoy it. Please don't listen, because you will spoil the experience for yourself, and uh, it deserves to be experienced as purely as possible. So please just go in cold and watch the movie. It's great. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. Hello, welcome to Here's the Damn Sequel, uh, the third of our July episodes, special episodes, talking about sequels coming out in July. Uh, blah, 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 I don't need to do the intro. Uh, Shane and I just saw the greatest American film of all time, Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Shane, how are you? Good. Now, the sorry apologies for the, back, apologies for the background noise, um, but we, we had to record this immediately because it's, it's a great day in human history and we have to do this. Um, God, the last time that I like saw a film in the cinema and was like, this is one of the best films I've ever seen was like Inception 2010, I'm pretty sure. Like, Boyhood grew on me, um, you know, a couple other things I've seen in the last ten or so years have, have grown on me over time, but I haven't been so blown away with a work of art <laughs> since Inception, and, and Mission Impossible um, Fallout is... Uh, I don't know if American cinema can ever recover from the high bar that's been set by the people who made this masterpiece. Fuck me. <laughs> do you agree? I do. I'm just going to let you watch. I'm going to say you could... Oh boy. Um, this won't be content. This will just be him yeah. saying... Wow, Jesus. Words. What a film. God. Uh, oh, oh boy. Um... It's like Christopher McQuarrie took every, all the best parts of every middling to good blockbuster film of the last few decades and threw them all into one. It's like everything that other films almost got right, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout gets, gets so right. And it's like... Um, Do you want to just go through the film or something? Yeah. Is there a synopsis here? Because I can barely remember it, so... Starts off transcendent. It's <laughs> so the first scene is a dream sequence oh, with yeah. him and his wife, played by the wonderful Michelle Monaghan, who's uh, one of the highlights of this film. Weirdly, because I'm not a huge Michelle Monaghan fan, but I am now. And uh, it's a it's a sort of fantasy he has, Ethan Hunt, of uh, a nuclear explosion, and he's he's in a sort of wedding ceremony with um, his wife, being officiated by uh, Sean Harris's Solomon Lane, who's a, the terrorist they caught in the previous film. Then he wakes up in Belfast. Belfast, and there's a, a, a Belfast uh, like courier arrives at the door, and his face is shrouded, and he like he goes like a package for Ethan Hunt. No, he doesn't. He says um the oh thing about the storm. Oh right, yeah. And he yeah, says yeah. that line. Oh, and he says, I am the storm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, the full plot's not up yet, so we just have to remember ourselves. Did they actually shoot that in Belfast? I wonder. Oh no. <laughs> well, I love that they chose Belfast. I know. Is every. Oh, I don't know. Oh no. Yeah, I see it, I see it, I see it. Uh, there's, a, there's a TV in the um, Supermax we're in, and Tom Cruise was on the TV. Yeah. Um, God, Tom Cruise. 
I didn't, it's weird. That was like, a, that was such a strange film where I was watching it and I never thought of it as Tom Cruise. Really? No. Like I think I, he looks different in it. It just never, it's just for me, for some reason, that character in that, in this film feels much more, like in, in Ghost Protocol, you're like, this is Tom Cruise. Look at him, he's wearing shorts on the size of the Burj Khalifa. Mm. There's a sense that it's Tom Cruise doing ridiculous things. In that movie, I was completely immersed in the Ethan Hunt's yeah. persona. Like at no point did I think that that was... Scientologist, controversial movie star Tom Cruise. It was like, this is Ethan Hunt. Um, I thought there was going to be a twist. That there kind of was. Alec Baldwin was, no, no, no. I didn't think there was going to be a twist. There were many twists. I thought there was going to be a twist that Alec Baldwin was his dad because his name is Huntley. <laughs> I think he kind of looks like him a bit. He does look kind of like him. I thought there was going to be a twist when he died that he was going to be like, go run after them, son. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit, we should have put a spoiler at the start. We just said that Alec Baldwin's character um, dies in the movie. We didn't say it. I just did. <laughs> I said when he dies. Okay, so I'll stick oh, a spoiler right. warning at the start. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Like, Alec Baldwin's character dies, and... That's it. You never hear about him again. And it, no, but it, uh, in well, fact, yeah, they that's... gave him a death scene. Like, yeah, they gave him a death scene. Because Jeremy Renner. God help Jeremy Renner. Uh, no one was thinking about him watching that film. No. no one has ever been missed more from a sequel that they were not in than Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I was like, where is he? Where is Jeremy Renner? I mean, in theory, you could have done that entire Henry Cavill character, but make it Jeremy Renner. I don't think two, so. Two movies ago. It would have sucked, because uh, Jeremy Renner is boring, but it was... Henry Cavill does the macho semi-asshole. It's like Henry Cavill's not a Henry Cavill's not great in that film. I, or is he? I think he was pretty good. Like I think I had no issues with him. I wasn't like they should have recast this with anyone else. I mean, maybe if it was Army Hammer, it'd be like ten percent better because it'd be slightly more interesting to watch. But like, but he Henry has Cavill, that bit of arrogance yeah, he's like Henry Cavill's like not a very likable guy. Exactly, so which he, is why he doesn't work as Superman and he works so well in that film. Yeah. <sighs> the bathroom. You know, we have to go through it semi chronologically. Ah, okay. oh, there he is on a plane. On the bus. He's on the bus. Ah, uh, so, okay, so they, there's the then stuff there's in the Belfast. Whole, then there's the whole, oh, so there's this the whole, there's the cold open goes on for like 16 minutes. So they're in Berlin first of all, and I was like thinking, when's the title gonna come up? Like, I yeah, thought, I thought they just long. gave up. Fair I thought they'd, I thought there was no title sequence. Yeah. So they go to Berlin and they have this nonsense trying to get the plutonium. They're trying to buy it. Every time I'd like to point out that the word plutonium was said in the film, you I giggled, laughed. You giggled. <laughs> Because we've made, we've made. If you would held on to the plutonium, we would be having this conversation. Such a meme in the last few weeks. Yeah. So well, anyway, she was right. She was she right. Very right. <laughs> if they held on to the we wouldn't have had that film. Very right. So, um, so they tried to get the plutonium, but there's like a, there's a bit of sabotage at the meeting in Berlin. Yeah. So they end up in a hospital room with this guy who's the sci- who's a nuclear physicist or whatever, and they tell him they will read out his manifesto, which is actually turns out to be Henry Cavill's. They'll read out his manifesto on. The CNN. CNN, on CNN. Wolf Blitzer will read it out on CNN yeah. if, uh, <laughs> if he gives them, uh, if he gives them the passcode to a phone. That has information so they're about. sitting there watching Wolf Blitzer on CNN and he thinks they're powerful enough that Ving Rhames can phone up CNN yeah. and get this read out in there. So Wolf Blitzer reads out the thing and your man gets so excited and he gives them the passcode and then the walls of the, of the hospital room collapse and it's like an inverse of the end of Rogue Nation when he's put in a glass box. Yeah. The walls collapse and they're actually in a fake TV studio. They did something similar in the second one, I think, with Brendan Gleeson, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't bit. mention the second one, it sucks. Okay. And they pull off, and Wolf Blitzer pulls off his mask and it's Simon Pegg, and it's like the most fucking Looney Tunes back in action where Michael Jordan pulls off his mask and yeah. it's, uh, it's Brendan Fraser. No, I knew, I knew halfway through that scene that shit was gonna happen. And I was just like, I just saw them on the phone. No, no, no. I thought it was too serious. No, and I, I was like, this movie's really dark opening. Like, there's no gag. Like, yeah. and then they did that, and I was like, ah, oh, they didn't need to do a big flashy action scene at the yeah. start. They had like a, 
like the flashy action of the opening mm. isn't like a big stunt. It's this crazy yeah. complicated gag that they set up the end, like, and like the Wolf Blitzer gag is so good and so funny that that's where they jump into the opening credits <laughs> it's like this huge fucking uh, of work oh it's so good. I know I kind of picked it up just a couple of seconds oh. before and I was like he couldn't bring the CNN oh my god oh my god yeah oh well if you picked it up it ruins it I did not pick up on it no I kind of thought like yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't really like so then they have opening credits and then it goes to Airport. Uh, they're an airport, and oh, it's just like the the music and the, the music and the I thought camera some of the work is just was incredibly cheesy. No, it was all beautiful. Every line of plutonium, beautiful. Dear God, dear God, the plutonium's still out there. Oh, Alec in this movie. You chose one life over and, a million. And Alec brothers. gets to do. Alec gets to. Here's the thing, right? I'm happy for Alec to die in that movie because he got to do so much cool shit. Yeah. He got to shoot and he got to fight Henry Cavill. And he gets like a beautiful death scene, like beautiful death scene. He gets yeah. a decent death scene because there's a pretty good chance they could have just written him out of it, and he yeah, wouldn't he got be a big in the next climax one. Yeah, so he gets like, a big climax, and he gets oh, it's awesome. He gets a great. He's only in like two sets, but it's a great fucking role. So anyway, the um, another elaborate ruse that leads to yeah. So they're at the airport, time. and there's all this great just like back and forth, like plutonium conversation. Yeah. Cavill's there, and Angelique Bassett's there. Angelique Bassett basically said, all right, Henry Cavill's going with you. Bassett has like a weird small role in the film, but they're basically just setting her up as the next Alec Baldwin. Baldwin, the way that Ray Fiennes is in Skyfall, is set up as the next yeah. M, basically. Uh, Fallout is better than Skyfall, like much better than Skyfall. Mm. It's like five times better than Skyfall. Right now I'm on the page of Fallout is better than North by Northwest, so yeah. you have to pull me back from that to it's better than... Ghost Protocol, Skyfall, yeah, yeah. and every other action film, our inception of the last 10 years. Um, anyway, we'll so... Give, we'll give you a couple We'll days. give it a couple nights. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick on that Inception line. Definitely Dark Knight? Yeah, Dar I think it's par with Dark Knight and Inception are all on one level. And then the second level is Ghost Pro, Skyfall. Anyway. It got so, the whole character thing a bit better than Ghost Protocol. It was more... Eh, I think that's better than Ghost Protocol. Yeah, I that's what I think. Yeah, I think Ghost Protocol is like five great scenes stuck together. Yeah. I think that's like a beautiful, symphonic, mm. perfect, fully formed yeah. film. Um, so anyway, I thought Ghost Protocol is a scene were slightly prettier. Yeah, the lighting and stuff. Yeah. I, it, it yeah, like I think Bird is more visual than Macquarie. But oh, definitely. Like, 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 Macquarie's script is like just five times yeah. tighter. Like Ghost Protocol has got a lot of shaky scenes in it. Like. When you think about it, I don't know, I thought the still the screen wasn't the highest quality or something. Is that normal? Uh, I think it was just too big. Yeah, <laughs> it was just too big. But I was glad it was a big screen. I appreciated yeah. that the quality wasn't great. Like it was projected on like okay digital. But anyway, so they after they're at the airport, is that when they go to Paris? Yeah, they hop up. That's the halo jump. Yeah, so there's a halo the jump which I expected just to be them jumping out, and it, it starts off and it's like, oh, this is the Kingsman halo jump, and then it turns into fucking gravity, where you have. This no, like first 360 this, degree angle yeah. of Cruz trying to save Cavill when his oxygen's gone, and the camera's spinning around Cavill them and they're falling the entire lightning. time. It's like 10 times better than. And there's a shot of Cruz standing over the edge of the plane, looking out at this thunderstorm, lightning storm below, which is like Godzilla or something. They actually did a Halo jump Godzilla. It, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, but, but that was so much better. <laughs> like, it, it, so the scene is like Godzilla plus Kingsman plus mm. gravity. I, I was. So what was and then they get to Paris and they go to this nightclub 
and they go into the bathroom, and we have the bathroom. Oh, Jesus, what a fucking film. And there's no music around in the bathroom. There's no music in the bathroom. Fight. It's, it's just quiet. punching for like six minutes. And the guy that they're fighting turns out to be this like crazy, like Asian martial arts looking pro who beats the Cruise. shit out of both of them and Cruz is just like almost resigned halfway through and he's like, he's like out of breath and, right, then, and, like, then, fuck this and then fucking Rebecca Ferguson shows up I like her and she, she's really good in that though really really good and she kills uh, she kills the other guy whatever his name is uh, Rebecca, uh, that film does not pass the Bechdel test though none, nope. of the, none of the women talk to each other except for Rebecca Ferguson whispers one word to Monaghan at the end mm. and it's Obviously about Tom Cruise, so does not count. No, it's an audible anyway. Yeah. So the um, the, the nightclub uh, bathroom fight is uh, is real gnarly and is. Uh, I like. I love the lighting in it. It's terrific. Like, oh, it's so the whole fucking. Oh, it's great. Because you're in this dark nightclub and then it's pure white bright. And I always, I always give out. I always say like, oh, Thor Ragnarok sucks. It's just like a movie about punching. Yeah. But like, Fallout is a movie about punching, but it's like actually. It's, it's genuine. It's not like this, uh, like Hulk. It's not punching, door. just uh, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, it's it's so well, so well shot. Yeah. So then they I leave the nightclub, and there's like, there's the blonde. One. No, there's another nightclub fight scene. There's another nightclub fight scene. Yes, when they go to the blonde ones, it's like yeah. auction or whatever. And there's stabbing. So there's this whole. So Vanessa Kirby's character is this like she just deals with arms or with like, like the plutonium, yeah, between yeah. the CIA and the plutonium dealer and all this stuff. So there's there's like a bit like 15 minutes with her, which is probably the weakest point of the film. Mm. And then it goes into like full like Dark Knight mode yeah. for about 40 minutes, and it's the most perfect 40 minutes of any film I've ever seen. The scene where. Hunt is envisioning what the, and actually the real one too, when he's envisioning what the the Solomon Lane extraction is going to look like, yeah. when they're all wearing the masks and stuff, I thought and it's completely silent, but yeah. it's all these cars driving down the roads and there's no music, yeah. like that's straight out of the Dark Knight. Like that has such a Dark Knight feel really? to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back and watch some bits of the Dark Knight and Dark no, Knight Rises. No, what I thought they were going to do this, is, you know the way they have the flash forward and then they just cut to the end of the flash forward. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they were just going to do that and I was kind of disappointed, like, wait, that's the action Yeah, scene. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, 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 but they have the fantasy version where yeah. Cruz has to shoot the police officer and he has this, like, uh, moral reckoning. But that entire scene is shot and scored just like something out of one of the Batman movies. Like, the way that there's, like, this dark, brooding score, and the cars are going... It's like Sicario, it's like Heat, it's like The Dark Knight. It's phenomenal filmmaking. It's so tense. Then they come back and do the real shit. Then they come back and do the real shit, which goes on for 25 minutes. And is the most most engaging, gripping action sequence I've ever seen. Like, oh I can't believe people talk about Mad Max Fury Road as if it's some sort of masterpiece. Like, that is just so they superior. That, in open field. that is these, so superior on every level. Like, they did this in the middle of Paris, Paris and Cruz is speeding through, moving traffic past the Arc de Triomphe. Like, Jesus. And meanwhile, me, is there not, there's something else going on at the same time, right, with the other guys. No, they, they're on the boat. They're on the boat. Yeah. So, Ving and Peg are on a boat. See, they, they had to kidnap. Simon Harris from yes uh, no not Simon that's Simon Harris <laughs> Sean Harris Sean. for Simon Harris sorry, sorry. Um, so they uh, they they have to get out Sean Harris so they're on this boat going under like the fucking Paris sewers and shit yeah. and uh, Cruz gets into like a, goes down into a sewer <laughs> at the end of his bike chase and just he lands and he lands in the boat just when the cops are up with him so then he gets a car right they get in a car with Cavill, Peg, and oh, be- oh and, no, and they open the door. Solomon and like Lane, a police officer. There. 
Oh yeah, they open the door and there's a female cop and there's this moment where uh, there's like a where Hunt is like I'm so, but Hunt is like I'm so sorry and all this fringe. <laughs> and then um, then they get this tiny car. Yeah. And they they run straight into Rebecca Ferguson and she flips over the back of it. Yeah. Which is in the trailer, but it's a great moment. See, Rebecca Ferguson's trying to kill Sean Harris. So she's basically back doing what she was doing in the entire middle act of Rogue Nation, just yeah. like on her bike shooting at people. Hmm. Um, so there's that whole thing, there's that whole section. <laughs> and what happens after? They, well, the, this must be the basement scene where... So they go down into the. Yeah, are we that far into the film? Yeah, I guess it's no, just it's it just it's just so it's just it's just so gripping that it's like, oh my god. Okay, so then they go down into this like dungeon in Par- in London. No, they're in. Lo- they go to London and there's the whole rooftop thing, right? No, that's after. That's after. Yeah. Okay, so they go to London and that's after Baldwin dies because they break out of there. Yes, and he chases them. So they go to London. What's the first thing they do in London then? Did they meet Angelus? No. No, because no, the blonde one said they meet the blonde one. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Bond was like, go to London and wait for orders. So That's Kirby. Okay, so they go down into the dungeon and Baldwin shows up and is like, I'm stopping you from doing this. So then there's this, like, no, there's, a thing, <laughs> there's this, no. like, 20 minute fucking switcheroo thing. Fucking Henry there's, like, seven, was there's, like, seven Hunt twists in it. No, so basically, yeah, there was. This so, was quite confusing. so, Baldwin gets knocked out, right? No. Yes. No, so, so no they, Baldwin so, comes in. So, yeah, and so Baldwin says, yeah, and Baldwin says, I'm not letting you continue to get the plutonium, right? Yeah. So then, I'm taking you in. So then, Hunt knocks out Baldwin, right? Tranquilizer going. And they're all going to scheme against uh, behind Baldwin's back. Yeah. So the plan is they're going to put a a A Solomon a Solomon mask on Benji. (laughs) (laughs) Thing is, the way we're talking about is totally incoherent to anyone who hasn't seen the film. But also, we're we're referring to the real names. Yeah, but also we're just explaining the plot of the film, so it's kind of completely pointless. Ah, but it's letting us remember. I know. And just talk about how great it is. (laughs) So basically, they um. To do a lot of switching. So there's like a bunch of so there's a bunch of switching where basically they put a so Henry Cavill they leave they, he's so, they, so they leave Solomon behind with Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill is like ah I was working with you and he blah, 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 blah. And, he, yeah. and then he pulls off a mask he pulls off a mask and it's actually Simon Pegg and the real Solomon Lane is outside with Cruz and Ving out in the hallway but they're right? also recording and Baldwin is also there and he's got a gun. But they also had Angela Bassett on the phone. They also had Angela Bassett on the phone. And she heard the whole thing. Oh. Then, what happens then? No, then fucking Angela Bassett oh, the army. And I don't The buses well, are sooner than I thought. What time? Uh, 12 minutes. Uh, we can We can walk. On. Yeah, the nine, the, 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 nine, the nine that goes to my place, there's only one in 13 to 12 minutes. Oh, no, there's a four in 28 minutes. Oh, okay. Harristown by the city center, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, I assume that's right. So, um... There's a whole shit down this sewer that basically... Not the sewer, the underground... The, uh, in the dungeon. In the dungeon. Um, that so basically reveals who... Baldwin gets to have a fight with... Henry uh, Cavill. Where he gets stabbed. Baldwin gets to have a fight with Henry Cavill. And... There's uh, a shootout and stuff down there. There's a like shootout him. and stuff. And then Baldwin gets killed. Which is really upsetting. But Tom Cruise has to run after Henry Cavill then. Basically, so he's just running oh, I hope there is another bus. Jumping off. Shit. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by the buses. So, there's a rooftop chase in London mm. with Cruise and Cavill. And Cruise... Uh, what's the, the, the highlight of it is... Jumping out the window, I guess. No, no, no. There's a part before that that was even better where he's like... There's one where the camera follows him down 
when, I think that's the shot where he broke his leg, right? Where he like he jumps from one ledge to another. The camera because like, he was limping. The camera goes after him. Yeah. No, but I mean like Cruz actually broke his leg. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, and then he because he wasn't limping in the next. Scene, and then so he's like hanging off the edge of the ledge and he pulls himself up. Oh, he actually broke his leg in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, like they shot they stopped shooting for like five months and they oh. still. Here's the thing: stop shooting for five months. The whole schedule was pushed back. Still made the release date. Didn't right. delay it, and that's what they had. That's what they. That's what they came up with. Yeah. Like, that's just. That's just phenomenal. Mm. Like that. Like that. That film was rushed. <laughs> they rushed that. And they rushed Incredibles two. They had more time to do that and Incredibles two than they. They had less time to do that Incredibles two than they did to do fucking Suicide Squad and Justice League. Yeah. And I just. It's just. No. You don't. You're not allowed to make those films anymore. Can we just say fuck CGI? Can we get? Honestly, of- just like when you see that and you see Incredibles two. I just can't believe that people think they have a right to release something as fucking crude and in, and vulgar as the DC movies or the Marvel movies or anything or fucking skyscraper. Like, there's no reason why every movie can't be as good as that in Incredibles 2. One or the other. Obviously, just not enough. There's just talented directors. Like, ugh. Anyway, so London Rooftop Chase is terrific. But if they're all good, none of be good. If everyone's super, then no one is. Yeah. So anyway, they end up with the uh, Tom Cruise sounds on the top of a very tall building in so London. the Tate Modern huh? the Tate Modern Gallery in is London that what it is, yeah. a building that I'm very familiar with and my parents were in this week a bunch of times and I'm going to tell them to go to see it to see the Tate Modern so Cruise is on top of the Tate Modern and Cabell and uh, Solomon get off in a helicopter so I think now we move on to uh, Kashmir no the helicopter goes so I saw people on Twitter saying that the last third was the best part but I think the Paris is the is the highlight like I don't know. Like the last twenty-five minutes is fucking perfect, but yeah, I think Paris, the Paris chase might be a bit better. That is just the entire film. <laughs> there's no, there's no bad part. Yeah, I don't know. Because you know the car chase is real, like yeah. I Whereas think that adds to it. the stuff with the helicopter at the end is like yeah, some of this. I know. I mean, they like, did most of it real. They the did rolling a helicopter shit falling on the mountain. That must have been some sort of CGI. Ah, yeah, yeah. But I think Cruz hanging off the rope was real-ish. Like, was somebody's hanging off the helicopter. Somebody's hanging off the helicopter is real. That's the stuff that they were like, Cruz is doing something amazing, was yeah. that stuff. But I'm on what shit where, like, the yeah. helicopter But he did, a, he did a halo jump, too. Yeah. I don't know how much of that film is fake. I'd say very little. I'd say the a lightning little. lightning stuff was fake. The lightning stuff would be fake, but I'd say that, like, uh, and uh, Cavill obviously wasn't doing the stunt, because he's not Tom Cruise. He's, Tom Cruise is the only person he who didn't do the He didn't do the halo jump. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think any, but no one does that shit except Cruz. Like, that's why you need Robbie Williams in it. Did they do that in one take? I wonder. Or take I, did it, I did it on one take on a green screen. <laughs> like, hmm? I don't know. I'm skeptical as to how much of that was real. I don't give a shit. Like either way, it was phenomenal. They definitely jumped out it of was plane, phenomenally though. entertaining. They jumped out of a cruise. Jumped out of a plane. I yeah. just don't know how much of that made it into the film. Yeah. Anyway, so I think there's behind the scenes on YouTube. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, right. if wait till the Blu-ray comes out. There'll be like six hours of stuff. Like Road Nation has like six hours of shit. Right. So anyway, Macquarie loves all that, and he's done. He did a three and a half hour podcast interview last week with Chris Hewitt which is coming out on Monday which is going to be phenomenal <laughs> so anyway what um, else is Chris McCarthy made? <laughs> fucking Jack Reacher he's not oh. a he's not a good director like he's just a great writer like he's he's like rewritten every what is it that hard to write Paramount blockbuster of the last 10 years like he's like done like ghost rights on so many movies yeah. that you don't even know about oh but that's just like oh whatever Chris McCarthy has my utmost respect um what was I gonna say? So, so where are we? Where are we? So we're in we're in Kashmir, and uh, like he wrote he wrote like he wrote he wrote Usual Suspects, 
and okay. he wrote but then he wrote like fucking the tourist Jack the Giant Slayer and the mummy uh, so the original mummy or no the, the shitty mummy? Tom Cruise mummy oh. and he's only directed like one other movie other than Reacher and the two missions yeah, and yeah. it's Way of the Gun which is a a 2000, 2000 movie with Benicio uh, Del Taro and James Caan it looks awful so anyway we go to Kashmir and we have this medical camp where Cruz's, Cruz's uh, ex-wife is working. is working as a doctor and her husband is played by my boy Ricky Fitz himself oh, Wes Bentley I said Ricky Fitz to you oh did you? I, I did I went, I went he was, it was a, I, I saw his name in the credits right? Yeah. and I didn't know he was in it until the movie started yeah. I was so excited I love it because like, I always know who's in shit yeah. so when an actor's name it was like with Michelle Monaghan Wes Bentley like it was a surprise like, I was like shit I love Wes Bentley um Shows up as her as her new husband, who's also a doctor, and they're working to like save kids with smallpox or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Fucking smallpox. So, um, well, plutonium. Plutonium. Smallpox. Oh yeah, the whole time they're just after plutonium, basically. There's two, nuclear, there's two nuclear bombs. Which were... Is smallpox not airborne now? Is it like carried in water and stuff? Because no none of them idea. seemed worried about catching it at the end. They said it was contained. They were all leaving. Them. Oh, all right, okay. So anyway, they show up and the wife is there and there's like a bit of a character thing for like five minutes. Uh, but then Cruz has to jump onto the side of a helicopter to get the thing to just... De- the to get the detonator. Oh, there's two nukes it. here. There's two nukes here. So there's two that. nukes. He has to pull a thing out of the detonator within the 15 minutes after it's activated when Peg has to... Peg and Ving there's have a time to limit find the bombs the and dismantle the bombs. But it's so well done. Like, it's so exciting. And Cruz is, anyway, climbing onto a helicopter. He gets into one helicopter, Cavill's in the other. They're firing guns at each other. They crash into a mountain. They go down into a little ridge. Cavill gets acid on his face. Really? It turns into fucking, fucking Harvey Dent. Dent. <laughs> oh, it's such a Dark Knight movie. It's oh, because so a couple of things before, I think yeah. Henry Cavill could have played Harvey yeah. Dent. And then it happened, and I was what like, What a oh. masterpiece. Oh, what a masterpiece. He dies, anyway. What a great film. So, some I, serious, some serious advertising for whatever hook and rope company that is. <laughs> exactly. So Cavill uh, goes and dies in an explosion at the bottom of the mountain, and then Cruz has to climb up the side of the mountain. Meanwhile, the climb, timer's on 15 seconds, and then the screen whites out for like 10 seconds. Yeah, when well, there's one second left on the clock. Yeah, back. and it goes... And they're obviously, it's not like... Oh, no, the they think the world, because it's, the sun rises up at the same time, so yeah. when it fades out, you think, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. But it's very, it's very interstellar with the fifth dimension shit at the end where McConaughey's floating around and it goes... Psh- then, like, no, but I genuinely thought the fucking bomb went off. No, I, I looked over and I was like, oh shit. No, I didn't. Nah, Mission Impossible would never do that. I'd never go that dark. Dark Knight Rises is kind of similar ending as well, actually. Yeah. It's such a Nolan I don't know. At the start of the film, they Nolan. said the nukes were going off. It's a better so. Chris Nolan movie than uh, Dunkirk. Um, I, I don't know. I think Dunkirk has aged well for me. Don't say Dunkirk's better than Mission Impossible. No, no, Mission Impossible is the greatest film of all time. They're, uh, di- they're different films. <laughs> nothing is better than Mission Impossible. All right, all right. So, um,. Anyway, then there's like, whatever, like three minutes of comedy, and I was just like, yeah. The usual kind of... Yeah, it's just like, don't make me laugh. <laughs> oh, my oh. ribs hurt, don't touch So the, en- uh, the ending, prob- like the last three minutes, I'm probably sad. the weakest part of the film. Ah, but that's... The like, it's it could, the same in every film. It though. could be a bit... No, I think the last... No, the end of Ghost Protocol is fantastic. He gets the headphone, he gets the iPod, and it goes... You have to track down the syndicate, and he walks across the bridge, and he disappears into the smoke. Yeah. The end of Ghost Protocol is magnificent. Every movie needs to have a version of him disappearing into the smoke. I think him in a hospital bed going, "Uh, don't make me laugh," is a little too light. It needs to be a bit cooler. It yeah, wasn't a cooler. Okay. It was like they were at like two hours, thirty-eight minutes, and they were like, "We've done enough of this." Like, yeah. um, that no, was. It, it always has the, the ending of that. The final scene rushed. of all the films. 
are always just they're the, all, all oh, they're the all them notes. hanging out, yeah. yeah like but in Ghost Protocol, it's them hanging out with a cool, uh, with him walking off in a but cool they way. They had the whole syndicate fan for the fifth one. So I was just kind of a lead up to that. Yeah. Harris Town by City Center, 18 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the bus on the radio. Is there going to be another one? I mean, another Mission Impossible? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'd imagine so. I feel like that movie's going to make like. Especially with Angela Bassett. 700. That movie's going to make like $900 million. I think Is people. It? I don't know. I just think it's going to be a huge hit because it's phenomenal. But like, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be a flop like Blade Runner 2049 or people like don't want to see a great film and they're like, that's nah, too long. Like, that's what happened with Blade Runner. It's too long. Yeah. But like, this is extremely accessible. Everyone. I don't know though. Like the first thing, first like twenty minutes, you have to love the characters to get through the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I because it's so a real, because it's a real slow start. Like I, was, like I was waiting for the prison scene. Yeah, like, like there, there is, there is no, gonna... there is no action for the first half hour. Yeah, like the first half hour is just these guys are hilarious and we're gonna hang out with them for a while. No, it was real. Just like it's great, but it's yeah. it's real fun. But in a like, you love these people already. Yeah, that movie's two hours twenty seven minutes. That was super energetic. Like they had the fucking hanging all the planes. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's a real. And the number three has the like the opening scene is like him and Phil Hoffman in the helicopter. Like it's right? really intense. Yeah, the helicopter's flying through. Well, it's windows. no, it's a flash forward to it. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So they all have like big openings. So that is like the slowest opening, but it's relying on the fact that the audience loves these guys and wants to hang out with them. Yeah. Which is true. Like I was nearly getting worried twenty minutes in. I was like. No, I was like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. they know what they've got. Like, the yeah. confidence of not putting action at the very start. Like, they could have started with a Halo jump and had it mean nothing and just be, like, generic Halo jump. Because that's kind of what happened with yeah. the hanging on yeah. the plane. Yeah, like, they could have had, oh, the, geez, the hanging off the plane is completely useless. It's irrelevant to the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's just... Like, in that one, they could have, the Halo jump could be into Berlin to get the plutonium, right? Yeah. But they save it for later on when you really, when you, when you, when you get that full stretch of Paris action, right? You get, like, an hour of straight... Like, beautiful yeah, oh, action in Paris like, um, so like the slow start shows a confidence that we have a great movie we have the great characters and we trust the audience are patient enough to wait the first 20 minutes we'll give them a bit of a uh, yeah we're gonna have this Wolf Blitzer really weird Wolf Blitzer yeah. gag like uh, by the way, everyone in the cinema who went up, uh, got up and went to the bathroom, not only in the film in general, but who got up and went to the bathroom during the Paris motorcycle chase, is a fucking I, I moron. Uh, is a fucking moron with a small bladder and needs to get that sorted because they're going to have a miserable life. If you can't sit through the bike chase in Mission Impossible Fallout, which is going to become a metaphor for me for everything great and wonderful in the world. Completely fucks the nation bike it chase. Completely, <laughs> it completely fucks every movie. Of, it completely fucks The Great Escape. It, that movie fucks The Godfather. Like, if you can't sit through that without getting up to pee, I honestly don't know how you can kind of survive in the world as a human functioning human being. I just don't know. Um... We're probably going to disappoint some people if they listen to this and go see it that aren't. Well, we spoiled the spoilers, so like, I hope they don't. Oh yeah, so don't. They're obviously going to. I shouldn't have spoiled the big. Look at that. Like, I have letterboxed open, but then I go into my lock screen. It's the same. Okay. But the background is no. But you need to put something at the start of this. I will put a, Yeah, I'm going to say, please go to see it. Don't listen to the yeah, show. Promise. The people still will. We no, should. We should have skipped spoilers. We should have. Maybe I can edit out the Baldwin bed and the. No, I don't. I think it's fine. No, I right, okay. This isn't. Okay. There was a. Seventeen though. There was a reaction from the crowd when Henry Cavill did the thing. Everyone just kind of went, ah, that's the trailer thing. Cavill did the, the fist bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fist cock or whatever. But I, have, I spat on you. But I oh. haven't seen, I haven't seen a film in years where like, no, I don't think I've ever seen a film where the audience was giggling at the brilliance of it. Like, they were giggling in the toilet fight scene. Yeah, but people were just giggling at like, this is fucking class. Like, I think they might have slightly been giggling at you as well because you were very loud at sometimes. 
I don't care. I'm proud of me. That that no. You me, probably said it off. You probably gave them yeah. the right. To no, say but it, me yeah. watching Mission Impossible Fallout is like the movie equivalent of me at the Taylor Swift concert. It's just like <laughs> you didn't need fucking. This fucking rules. <laughs> you didn't need seven or eight units of alcohol. Yeah. Well, see, because Incredibles two is like slightly too, slightly too dry for that response. Incredibles 2, I had some big giggles with Edna Mode showing up yeah. and a couple of things. But Incredibles 2 is a bit too much, it's a bit too serious of a film. Like, it has, like, a political message and stuff. Oh, it does. So it's, ha- like... it's hard to just giggle joyfully at it yeah. in a pure way. It's more like, this is great, I respect this. Yeah. But Fallout is just like, it's fun for this is fun fucking life. great. Um, it's so much fun. It's the sixth movie as well. Like, yeah, it's like, and like, oh god, compare that though. But seriously, like, honestly, um, Furious 7's just not. Furious 8's just not, uh, not that great. Like, when you, <laughs> the action, like, Furious 8, I haven't rewatched. What was the budget on that? In a year and a half. Budget on that? Oh, I don't know. That would be like 160 or something, probably. Really? I, I'd say so, yeah. Whereas, like, fucking Incredibles cost 210 or something. Yeah, animation. Yeah. And they had to rush it too. Incredibles got massively rushed. That got, yeah, no, that was probably that was probably like one ninety because they because they had to shut down production for a while. So that would add it about thirty. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. What would you expect it to be? More? Or? I don't know. When you hear like fucking these DC movies are three hundred million. Because they shoot them all twice. Yeah. Because they're a fucking mess. They're all they CGI shoot them twice. Well. They're all CGI and they shoot them twice. The less CGI you have, and you have good professionals who do their job, who aren't messing around like the directors yeah. on those DC movies, like those actors, like fucking Will Smith, who messes around, wastes everybody's time. You have a professional like Cruz who comes in and does the job, and the rest of those lads like. And Cruz fucking wants to be there as well. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like Cruz shit. wants to be in every movie. Cruz is in. Cruz wants to be in. Even the shit ones. Even the Mummy. Cruz wants to be there. Like Cruz is passionate about the movies he makes. Cruz is a wonderful, a, is a real, real fucking star. I'm gonna be real. Like. I'm gonna be really sad when Cruz is dead. Like, I'm gonna he's be, not gonna die. He's gonna, 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 he's gonna die in the next tank. ten years, and I'm gonna be he's crying when he dies. Like he is a treasure. We need to treasure him. He's never hurt anybody. I don't like the the no. vilification of Cruz is is frankly really gets on my nerves. Um, I think he's any Scientologist because everything else is too boring. And I think science, yeah, everything else is too boring. He needs stimulation, and frankly, Scientology not that bad. Not much worse than other religions. Frankly, Scientology has better attitudes to homosexuality and women than Catholicism does. Uh, Cruz is not a bad person. He is just a bit crazy, which is good, and he's one of the coolest people in. Hollywood and I love him so much and I'll be really sad when he dies uh, what improvements can we make to Fallout okay you replace Cavill with Army Hammer I'd say it's 10% better and you replace Sean Harris with no you don't replace you replace no, Sean who could be replaced with one of my guys like so, so Baldwin's in it so I want to find roles for Stuhlbarg and Daniels and uh, okay. David Cross okay. <laughs> so David Cross for Simon Pegg guys. and Simon like Pegg Carrie Coon for Angela Bassett just about works. I love Bassett. Bassett's, yeah, Bassett's great. Good. But I think Carrie Coon for Angela Bassett, you're getting like 5% better. Giamatti for you Sean Harris. Carrie Coon instead of Rebecca Ferguson, there. Uh, yeah, you could. She's a bit older, but no, you could. Yeah, actually, Carrie Coon's really young. She is. She's really young. She's like 37. She's only about four years older than Rebecca Ferguson, I'd say. Mm. So yeah, you could put Coon for Ferguson. And you could put. Um, I don't know. Someone could be there instead of Ricky Pitts. But... You could put Fastbender instead of, instead of Cavill. Yeah, but I think Fastbender's yeah. too likable. I don't know. No, he plays, I, played a lot of villains, like. Yes. Um, 
Ricky, nah, Ricky Fitz is, Ricky Fitz belongs in that movie. I think if it was anyone else, it would, he, Ricky Fitz, I think Ricky Fitz is like, ah, it's Ricky Fitz, but then you know he doesn't really matter. He's yeah, like an irrelevant, an irrelevant character. If that was like an actor that was really, really good, you'd be like, uh, distracted. No, but there's a very specific kind of, I don't like this guy. Yeah. About character. Yeah. Even though he's, Ricky Fitz is just like kind of suspicious. It's like, hmm. He's a doctor and he helps people. Yeah. He's fucking oh, weird. The, um. Yeah, there's no, you know what? I don't think you can improve it. You don't need to put Stilbarg and Daniels and my boys in there. That movie's perfect. Put Martin Sheen in there somewhere. He's kind of a bald character. There's like no other, there's like no other characters in that movie, really. Yeah. I guess you're one the blonde one. You replace her with somebody I like more. Replace her with somebody I like better. So just like Annie, like... But she kind of... See, she's she needs to be... annoying, like... Yeah, I know. She was fine in it. Ah, uh, but like I'm, yeah. Also, there aren't really any like British women of that age who I have any particular preference for. Sophie Cookson's a bit too young, uh, so eh, just leave her. I mean, Naomi Watts could do it, but eh, just leave her where she is. And then who else is in that movie? Um, yeah, no one else is class. Ving Ra- Ving Rhames is really good. Yeah. Ving Rhames is the Dave Bautista in Guardians of the Galaxy of Mission Impossible Fallout, and he's great. The stuff with him and Michelle Monaghan is like weirdly, really, really. Strong. Even he has a sad enough scene with Rick Ferguson. Yeah. Like, he does the emotional stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's the scene with him and, and Michelle Monaghan as well at the end when they're talking, I found very yeah. touching. Like, he, oh, he's great. He's a really good actor. He's like an Oscar nominee. <laughs> he had like a big career in like the late 90s. Like, say that's a handy gig he has in the film. Oh, it's the only work he gets. Yeah. Sure, last thing I saw him in that wasn't a mission movie was I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. Like. But I'd say like the majority of his lines, he just sat sitting out like, Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> even on his character. No, but on all the po- they have like all the character posters, and it's like it's like Cruz walking and Baldwin with a gun and Ferguson with the rifle, and Bing Rames is just like his behind the wheel of the truck. Um, I saw a cool thing on Instagram. Actually, they made like a, they made you know all the posters have this like gold sheen on yeah. them. They made one for Chris McQuarrie with like his IMAX camera, and it had the gold sheen on it. It looked really cool. The whole film, a lot of the film, that kind of gold sheen. Yeah, and like no, it looked really pretty. Like it looked a lot nicer than Rogue Nation. Um, yeah. Well, it looked I don't a lot think it's better than Ghostbusters. In terms of visually, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters might be better. I really visually. like the whole bright sky blue. Shit. Yeah, I like I like, I like the bright sky. Yeah, I like birds bright sky shit. But um, I'm not sure that would have worked for that movie though. I don't know. That was definitely kind of darker, less arcade. Oh, like, but the whole movie was really dark. I mean, I thought all that Paris stuff with the trucks and the sign, like there's. So the whole stretch in Paris, there's like about 13 minutes until the female cop shows up in Paris. Yeah. There, there's no dialogue. It's just music. Yeah. And that's straight out of a Nolan movie. Like. Yeah. It's really intense and dark, and it feels very it, almost more that dark. Night rises than dark. Whole Paris scene is, chase, is absolutely it's... phenomenal. Oh, the shit going on the narrow alley and kicking the door window out and stuff. Oh, so anyway, uh, my boss is in uh, eleven minutes, so we can wrap it up. We've got, we've got. Oh my god, we've got forty minutes out of this. That's really good. Okay, so. There's no box office game because the movie's not out yet in America, so it's not out until Friday. Really? Yep. You got it here first? Yeah, we got it here two days early. Huh. But sure, we could have seen it two weeks ago if we hadn't gone to see Incredibles that night. Yeah. We could have seen it two weeks. Imagine if we'd seen them both the same day. So I'll, uh, I don't think I could stick that. I mean, I I do. Like, being sincere right now, I do think that's a better film than Incredibles 2. Um, and this is me as a very strong Incredibles 2 defender of the last two weeks. Yeah. I think I'd rather... I think that's a better film. Slightly. Very slightly. It just It's just more... Joyful, like fucking class. <laughs> I'm not a very, I'm not a very. Is that uh, the best in the franchise? Oh, 
Life that's the best movie I've ever seen. So okay, you're you're, you're really underestimating. How oh, much that's I, what I mean. How like, much that's I the love. best out of six Mission Impossible movies. The first Incredibles is probably better. Yeah, like so. the, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say it's like of all films ever made. I'd say it's like Inception, Incredibles. If we're ignoring like real real films yeah. like Serious Man and, and Incredible American Beauty, if we're talking about like films with guns and blockbusters. Yeah, it's for me right now. It's like Inception, Incredibles, North by Northwest, Fallout. Uh, Skyfall, Ghost Protocol, Incredibles 2, everything else. Like, um, Dark Knight's in there somewhere. Dark Knight, yeah, Dark Knight there is, is in there with, with is in there with, with Fallout. No, that, that movie is fucking terrific. I'm gonna go see that again. Uh, in 40X possibly? If I can't get my parents to go to see it with me, yeah. or see it by themselves, if I can't get my parents to come to see it with me, uh, we might try 40X. I don't know if 40X would... A, give me a heart attack. B, make it kind of a nightmare to watch. It'll be distracting. Ash, we've seen it once. Like, I, no, I think it might improve the experience. I, th- I think I'd like to see it, honestly. Problem is, for, 40, I'd, say the, I'd say the 40X screen is pretty small. But the problem with 40X is it's in 3D, though. You have to wear the glasses. Yeah. But sure, it's worth it for the, for the shaky seats. Yeah, mm. be, I think for like the... Oh, no, I think there'd be some bits of that where like the 40X would be phenomenal. The Halo jump scene, like if they have like a kind of wind thing with the storm. Yeah. Oh. So we'll do another episode when we see it in 40x. Probably. We just we just go that fucks. We we'll just do the same thing. Just go that <laughs> uh, So anyway, if you haven't if you haven't been convinced already, just go to see Mr. Muscle Fog because it's the absolutely absolute work of art, and uh, cannot recommend any film as highly as that. That is a beautiful beautiful gift to the world. And you were saying before you thought you might fall asleep during it. <laughs> Mission Impossible fall asleep. Um, Gemma's about to buy uh, that phone. Literally all my friends are going to own this phone in about a week's time. And that's our closing message. So, uh, yeah, I was going to fall asleep because I had a long day at work, but you know what? I could never fall asleep during that. And you know what? I I just felt like such a comedy character during that movie because I was sitting there hysterically chewing gum, which is not a thing that I ever do. Mm. And Shane was... Eight minutes. Shane was looking over at me during the Paris scene. I'm just sitting there, oomp, oomp, tapping my feet. You were shaking the whole room. The seats are all joined. I was tapping. I was like, dude, stop shaking. I was tapping my feet and I was hysterically chewing gum to the extent that the gum by the end of the movie was an absolute, like a liquid. I was chewing that gum so hard. Um, I just absolutely never, never could have fallen asleep during that film. Uh, wow. Fuck. What a masterpiece. I'm still fucking close. I just want to go to sleep again. Yeah, it's oh, 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 it's better than we could have ever dreamed. Let's go out and fucking play chicken with the Lewis. <laughs> All right, thanks, lads. We'll be back soon. Our next episode will probably be on like an actual old movie, and we'll do the sequel stuff again because that's what the podcast is supposed to be. You can read my review in a couple of days when I calm down. Ludemedia.com. And uh, thank you, Shane. Follow us on Twitter, Revolutionary Shane K nine oh nine. Goodbye. <laughs>